Hello, this is Pastor Sam DeChico from the Concord Baptist Church of Wilmington, Delaware. We're so glad you could join us for today's broadcast. Concord Baptist Church is located at 2510 Marsh Road in North Wilmington. We presently have services 10 o'clock Sunday school, 11 o'clock morning service, 6.30 evening service, and on Wednesday night we have a Bible study at 7 o'clock in Awana for the kids. We're also the home of Concord Christian Academy, a school that goes from K-2 through 12th grade. If you need more information about our church or school ministry, visit our website, ConcordBaptistChurch.org. Well, we're coming off the Thanksgiving season, and as we think of Thanksgiving, a passage of Scripture that I'd like to share with you today is found in Philippians chapter 4. And starting in verse number six, where the Apostle Paul writes, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What a great passage of scripture this is. I'm sure many of you heard this, maybe haven't memorized, but uh, let's look at it for just a moment here today as the word of God says, first off, be careful for nothing. Now, I'm reading out of the King James Version and uh, the word careful there uh, sometimes translates different in our modern day uh, language as it's not talking about don't be careful about things. Certainly we have to be careful about a lot of different things so we don't uh, put ourselves in, in danger or harm, but the word careful simply means don't be anxious, don't be worried. And so in essence, uh, what Paul is challenging the people, don't worry about anything. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious about nothing. Be stressed out about nothing. Uh, have anxiety about nothing. Now, I know that's easy to read. That's easy to preach and teach, and it's hard sometimes to live that out because by nature, we tend to worry. By nature, we tend to fear. We have anxiety. We have stress. We have things that are built in that God gives us so that when a situation arises that uh, we can adjust and we can uh, certainly be warned in essence and, and certainly you know it is, a, it is a natural tendency but as we think about this passage the Word of God says be careful for nothing so how do you stop worrying how do you stop having fear how do you stop all of a sudden stressing out about things maybe you're hurting you're suffering physically emotionally mentally Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you're battling coronavirus. Maybe you have, um, you know, a situation in your life where it just seems like nothing is going right. And, you know, as you worry about things, maybe you have family members on your heart, maybe a husband, a wife, children have gone astray. There's so many things in life that can cause us to worry, so many things that can cause us to have fear. And so, you know, life is tough. Life is hard. There's a lot of different issues that we battle. And, uh, you know, nobody gets through life unscathed. We all have physical problems at times. We all have emotional problems. We all have relationship problems. And uh, so life really is built around how to deal with problems, how to cope with problems. And so as we're challenged, be careful for nothing, the solution to the worry and the fear is found in the next uh, aspect of, of this passage of scripture. It says, but, so instead of worrying, but instead in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And so the apostle Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writes that that which combats and nullifies and stops this spirit of worry and fear and stress that we have many times is simply prayer, supplication with thanksgiving. 
uh, prayer and supplication. Prayers asking. Supplication gives us the idea of, of continually asking. So it's not just a, a one-time prayer, but it's it's a continually coming to God. Because many times uh, as we come to God, it's going to take a season of prayer, maybe days, weeks, months, years. Uh, so, you know, prayer is not an instant thing you throw like in a microwave and it's done in two minutes. It's something that each and every one of us uh, has to realize that this could be a long, slow process. And so as we are praying, as we are having a spirit of supplication, we also need to have thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So prayer and thanksgiving are intertwined uh, because uh, one and the other really you know, they, they need each other. Uh, why is that? Well, as we're praying, we're asking God for things. We're seeking God. We're bringing before God petitions. As we're giving thanksgiving, we're praising. We're worshiping. We're thanking him for what he's already done. We're thanking him for what he's going to do. Uh, so if all we do is just pray, but we don't give the thanksgiving, we're missing part of this formula here. And sometimes we find ourselves just going through a laundry list of prayer requests. You know, we have people at church. We have family members, our own personal needs. And we we are uh, going through this this long list of prayers, and uh, and that's it. We're done. But you know we've missed out on the blessing because the blessing is as you pray with thanksgiving, it changes your spirit, it changes your your attitude. Because sometimes uh, even prayer can be stressful. You're thinking about all these people you love, or all these people that have asked for prayer, and you're praying for different people with cancer, or you know, or stroke victims, or people that are dying, or people that are you know going through a divorce. And as you're praying up for these people, it can get very discouraging. But see, when the, when you pray with thanksgiving, you're saying, Lord, you're in charge. You're in control. I thank you. I praise you. I worship you. You're a good God. You're a wonderful God. Uh, you've saved me. Thank you, Lord. You've called me. You have allowed me to be your child. You have given me all good gifts from above. And the more that you thank God, it puts you in a spirit that, you know, you are connected with God in prayer, not just asking God a bunch of uh, requests, but now you're worshiping God. You are praising God. You are giving thanks. And notice it says in everything. So pray about small things, you know, little things kind of worry us. But, you know, there's this mindset, oh, God has so many problems in the world, bigger problems than, than, I, than I have. And that's true. I mean, there's government issues. There's pandemic issues. There's, uh, you know, people that have worse conditions than we have. But that doesn't mean that God is not concerned about even the littlest of your prayers. So, you know, not only do we pray on the big things, but pray on the little things. Pray on those things that that worry us, little simple things that um, we think, oh, I can't bother God with that. I can't talk to God about that. But yet he says in everything, if it worries you, pray about it. If it concerns you, pray about it. If it's caused you sleepless nights, pray about it. If it's caused you to have a pit in your stomach, you know, pray about it. So uh, everything, come to God in everything. So you have an option. Should I worry? Should I be concerned? Should I be aggravated? Or should I just bring it to God in prayer? Well, I learned a lot of time, a long time ago that it's a whole lot easier just to pray. Bring these things before God. Seek after Him. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Well, then the next verse tells us what is the result. If I just pray about things, if I just give thanksgiving to God, the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God that passeth all understanding. What does that mean? That means that, first off, the peace of God. It Doesn't everybody want peace? We want this tranquility about us. We want this uh, this load, this burden. Jesus said, come to me and I, you know, I will give you rest. That's peace. You know, cast your burdens upon the Lord. 
all these various verses that remind us that just bring everything to God in prayer. And he replaces our anxiety with peace. He replaces our worry, our fears, all these things that have stressed us out. And he gives us a peace. And it doesn't make sense. The world can't say, why are you Christians peaceful about things? You know, the world turns to all kind of different methods to try to mask its its problems, you know, whether it be drugs or alcohol or, uh, you know, heavy medication or entertainment or sinful activities. And, and all these things trying to uh, help a person you know, change their mood, change their mindset. And yet the Word of God says, if you're just praying and giving thanksgiving, that's the answer. Then God replaces it with peace because now you've given it to God. There's nothing more you can do. You simply have given it to God. And so what does he do? He gives you peace. He gives you the peace that passeth all understanding. It keeps your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It's the same peace that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had when they were willing to be thrown in the fiery furnace. It's the same peace that Daniel had when he was thrown into a den of lions. It's the same peace that, the, that uh, David had when he faced a giant named Goliath. Uh, you see, there are so many illustrations all throughout the Word of God that tells us that when people have been praying and giving thanks that God gives peace. Well, I want to kind of shift gears for just a minute here, and uh, I, I want us to now turn over to 2 Corinthians, because, you know, sometimes God doesn't answer that prayer the way we want it. Sometimes God doesn't take away whatever it is in our life that is giving us anxiety, that has given us fear, given us stress, that burden, that, that medical situation. And so Paul addresses that and gives a personal testimony of how he still found peace in the midst of of, of, of a thorn in the flesh. In 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, he talked about all these ways in which he had been persecuted, how that he was beaten uh, of 39 stripes on five different occasions. He was beaten with rods three times, stoned and left for dead, suffered shipwreck. Uh, you know, his, his own people were trying to kill him. And he, and he goes in chapter 11, kind of defending his apostleship, all the things he's been through. And then to add to that, he says in chapter 12 or 7, it says, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. Well, Paul now, despite all the problems that he had in life, and all the beatings, and and threats and persecution and all the things that he suffered in his life. Now he has a physical problem, a thorn in the flesh. Now we're not sure what the thorn in the flesh is. Some uh, believe that it may have been poor eyesight. He talked about how that he wrote with large letters. Uh, we don't know what his, his thorn in the flesh was, and it really doesn't matter what it is, but it was something that he prayed about three times, three seasons of prayer, praying for God. Now Paul had healed people, uh, but yet now he's not going to be healed. Paul had seen many miracles, but a miracle is not going to happen to him. Now he's been praying with thanksgiving, I'm sure, just like he challenged the Philippians. And uh, what is the answer? Verse number nine, and he said, this is God said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for, uh, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. 
Well, what's Paul's answer? Paul said, I prayed, I gave thanksgiving, I did all the things that I've been challenging other people to do. God didn't take away the thorn in the flesh. So what happens? Does that, not, does that mean you don't have peace? No, God gives you a different type of peace. The peace that he gave now to the apostle Paul was he, God spoke to his heart and said, my grace will be sufficient, meaning that you will be able to handle this, this thorn in the flesh. And I will not take it away, but I'll give you grace. I will give you strength to overcome. I will give you power. And so he realizes that God has now endued him with even more spiritual power and resolve and, and uh, love for people and strength and power and all these other things. He didn't take away the thorn, but he did give him grace. And he said when he was weak, that's when he became strong. And so therefore he said, I'll gladly, uh, you know, most gladly therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities. He says, I, I magnify my infirmities because the power of Christ is upon me now. And so therefore he says, I take pleasure. Things, bad things happen to me. I pray about it. I give it to God. I give thanksgiving. But I realize that no matter what happens, that God in my weakness is going to make me strong. You know, some days, uh, you know, we are we are very weak. Some days the devil beats us up. We beat ourselves up. The world beats us up. We're discouraged in life. We think that nothing's going to get better. We're sometimes uh, strapped with depression or worry or fear or whatever that ails us. And uh, we've prayed and prayed and prayed with thanksgiving. And the answer didn't come. And we're thinking, you know, you know, I'm doing the formula. I'm doing what God told me to do. And, but there comes a time when you have to accept the answer of God. There comes a time when God will give you grace instead. And he said, I will give you grace and you will be a stronger, better Christian because of it. And so therefore, Paul, in essence, was thanking God for the thorn in the flesh. In essence, he, he appreciated the thorn in the flesh. And it was part of his process of getting this peace that passeth understanding. So it doesn't make sense that Paul would, would be okay with that. But you see, that's how God works. That as we pray, as we give thanksgiving, as he gives us peace, uh, part of that peace is that he gives us strength to go on and strength to carry on. I've seen over my many years of being a pastor, so many good people who've suffered, whose family members who've suffered, and in the midst of it, they have a peace that passeth all understanding. And God's grace is just upon them and they're stronger Christians. Yes, they still have the problems. Yes, they still have the issues, but yet they get through it with grace and they become even more productive. They win people to Christ. They they pray more. They have greater strength. They have greater resolve. And, you know, so just realize God's doing a good work in all of us. And so uh, as we look today at our burdens, our problems, our cares, remember, don't worry. Don't be concerned. Don't, don't be, be careful for nothing. Just pray about everything. Give thanksgiving. Let God give you the peace. And when the answer doesn't come the way you want to, realize he is going to still give you the grace that you're going to need. We thank God for that.